What's up, guys, and welcome back to another episode of the Last Egg Sports Podcast. And today, on the same day you listened to the last podcast, we are here now at 1025 at night recording the second part of our NFL mock draft. And unfortunately, if I did not tell you guys, I unfortunately have to miss the NFL draft. So this is a quite pointless mock draft for me right now, as I will not be seeing the NFL draft due to the fact that I will be on the road hitting other cars. Um, no need to say that, but let's jump right into our 17 through 32 picks of the NFL mock draft. Starting with 17, the Las Vegas Raiders still is, takes a little bit to think about there. I have them taking, give me a break here, Jeremiah Awusu Koromoa. I don't know. I'm Yeah, I know. Look at me, Andrew. I think that he's, he's the best inside linebacker in this draft. He is... He was a beast. It, it's really that simple. And the the Raiders defense needs a captain on their defense. Their offensive line's fine. Their receivers are, uh, uh, but you can figure that out by, by trade. If they wanted to trade next year's first round pick to go get Julio Jones. Um, other than that, I think this is, this pick makes about as much sense as you can get for the Las Vegas Raiders. I agree with everything you just said. And I agree with the pick as well. I think uh, Jeremiah Wusu Koromoa, I believe that's how you pronounce it. Uh, he, he could just be the captain of their defense. They don't really have a defensive leader, and that's what he was at Notre Dame. And he was kind of a do-it-all man, and you can't really go wrong by picking him unless you are totally filled out at linebacker, but the Raiders are definitely not, and their defense isn't impressive. So why not take your possible future captain of your defense, and that's what Jeremiah Wusu Koromoa would do for your team. Therefore, I absolutely agree with you. And I have them picking him at number 17. Yeah, Andrew. And at 18, the Miami Dolphins with their second pick in the first round. I have them taking Quiddy Pay Edge out of Michigan. He's he at one point was a top 10 pick. He's kind of fallen once people actually realize he's not that good at football. Unfortunately, some people still do believe that he is good at football. I am not one of them, but mock drafters do, and NFL scouts some for some reason do. Guy had three three and a half sacks in three years. That's it's about you need what you need to hear to realize he's not that good at football. But he's still an athletic freak, one of the best athletes in this class, and I think Miami takes a chance at him, hoping that it'll be something in the NFL. I agree with you here as well. I think that Miami is kind of desperate for a really good edge rusher. And with Coity Pay being as high of a touted uh, prospect as he is, I think they might as well take a chance on him at 18. I mean, a lot of people thought he was going top 10 a couple months back. So for him to be possibly available at 18, I think they have to capitalize on that with the need of an edge rusher. Therefore, I agree with you. And I do have the Miami Dolphins at number 18, taking Quiddy Pay. Yeah, Andrew, at 19, I have the Washington football team, the Washington footballers, the team of the footballers, the team that's from Washington that plays football. I have them taking Greg Newsom, the second. That guy, in case you didn't remember him, he made a uh, a two-finger catch off of Justin Fields in the Big Ten Championship. That's the guy you can look up the play. He, he basically made an Odell Beckham defensive catch. 
he he's pretty damn good. I mean, a lot of people don't know who, who he is. He's a stud. My boy, Greg Newsom, absolute stud. Remember the name. Going number 19 to the Washington footballers, the football team. Yeah, Henry. Although I do not have Greg Newsom going in my first round, I really like him as a player and as a prospect. And I am totally fine with that pick, even though I personally do not have him going in the first round. But I do also have the Washington football team at number 19 going in the secondary. And I do have him taking a guy who I think is a top 10 talent, but is dealing with a lot of uh, issues with injuries. And I believe he's had two back surgeries in his time at Virginia Tech. Therefore, I have him falling to 19. And this is Caleb Farley. I believe he is the most talented cornerback in this draft, most talented defensive back in this draft. But with injury concerns, I, I just do not know if that will really translate for a long career in the NFL. But if he can manage to stay healthy, I expect him to be the best defensive back from this class. So, yeah, I, with Washington, with the Washington football team in need of a good secondary, I have him taking Caleb Farley, who I believe is a true top 10 talent. Yeah, Andrew, at number 20, I have the most order, overrated player in the draft going, and that is Mac Jones. I have him going number 20 to the Bears. Uh, Andrew, go ahead with your pick. Well, that, that was pretty brief, but under, <laughs> understandable. But uh, at, at number 20, I have him uh, sticking with the Red Rocket and Andy Dalton, that quarterback. I have him getting possibly... I mean, One of I the mean more- there's Mac Jones isn't much better, but you know, he's somehow going to go top five. So <laughs> yeah, that, I mean, that is very true. And I, I agree with you, but I, I have yeah, been better. It. Yeah. I, I mean, I do agree with you, but, but at number 20, I have the Chicago bears taking Kadarius, uh, Kadarius Tony. I, I excuse, excuse me, but Kadarius Tony at number, at number 20. And he is one of the more dynamic receivers in this draft, I believe, and one of the more underrated ones as well. And I think Chicago will actually get this pick right because I truly like Kadarius Tony a lot. And although some people may think this is a stretch, I, I think that Chicago is in need of a good receiver. They do not have money. And I think that Kadarius Tony would be a great addition to this team. It could really help out their offensive lot. So I, I, I think they take Kadarius Tony at 20 to help out their offense and to help out the Red Rocket and Andy Dalton. Yeah, Andrew, at 21, the Indianapolis Colts, they don't have very, very many needs. Maybe cornerback, top cornerbacks are really off the board. Andrew, did Sean Wade go back to school? I was going to make some comment about him, but if he did, then there's no point in making it. I I gotta be honest. I I don't think he did, and I don't know if I'm if, if, if I'm, I'm being honest. Right now. We're, we're gonna find this out. All right, live live on the podcast. We are finding out. Oh, if Sean, Sean Wade did declare for for the NFL draft. Is oh not boy, returning, I believe. Oh boy. Here yeah. we go. If if the Indianapolis Colts want to screw up their whole franchise, go ahead and take Sean Wade. I mean, somehow probably rated the fifth best quarterback in the draft. You know, go ahead. Take take the bust of the century. Like I said, 
Mac Jones, most overrated player in the draft. You can slide him second to Sean Wade. Sean Wade, if he's in the draft, that means that means something's wrong. Uh, but with that being said, I have the Colts taking Aziz Ojolarie. That look at that. That is great pronunciation of Aziz Ojolarie's name. That's probably not right, but you know, we'll take that. Yeah, that, that's the shake of the head of I totally butchered that last that name first and last name. You know, he's a good player. Indianapolis has a lot of ways they can go. They want, but I think eventually they're gonna decide to go with uh, an edge rusher to pair with DeForest Buckner. Wait, that's probably not right. Maybe they're gonna go with an edge rusher to bolster their edge rushing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's better. I mean, you you but you butchered it a little, the name, and then uh yeah, but what I, what I do have to say is I agree with you on the fact that they're going to go edge rusher. And I believe they're going to go Jalen Phillips out of Miami and they don't have many needs. You nailed it right on the head. Like you said, Henry, they don't have many needs. And I, I just think the only possible pick it would be to go edge rusher to help boost their offensive line and pass rush. And I think that they will take Jalen Phillips and I think he is one of the more underrated players in this draft and not a lot of people have him on their radars, but they should. He is very talented. And I think one of the better edge rushers in this draft. Yeah, Andrew, and at 22, I have the guy you just said. I have uh, Jalen Phillips. I have him going to Tennessee to replace, essentially just to replace Jadavion Clowney. Really as simple as that. Go ahead, Andrew. Yeah, and I have Tennessee going a different route. I have Tennessee going to get a receiver. I mean, they lost a lot on the offensive end, especially in Corey Davis, who was their number two receiver. So I have him taking a receiver, and I have him kind of stretching for a guy, but I think that this pick will pay off because I truly think this guy is very talented, and I know you do too, Henry, although I don't believe you have him in your first round. And this is Elijah Moore. And I really think more teams should uh, have them have him on their radars later in the first round, because I think he's just a truly talented player that's getting a little overlooked. But Elijah Moore, I do have the Tennessee Titans taking to fill in that spot that Corey Davis has left in his departure. But yeah, I, I've been taking Elijah Moore just just to kind of help out their offense since they lost a little bit on that end in free agency. Yeah, Andrew, moving on now to number 23. To pair with Zach Wilson, I think that the New York Jets are going to want to get a top receiver. And at this point, uh, I believe the top receiver is Jamison Crowder. The the Jamison Crowder, yeah, the one that's that used to play for the football team. At that point, it was the Redskins. So there, there's something there. I know did, that's racist. I'm Corey, sorry. Did Corey Davis sign? To the oh yes, Corey Davis. He's there. The guy too. I just yeah. mentioned. Yeah, Corey Davis. Corey yeah. Davis, the stud man. My boy. But they're still gonna go with the receiver, Rashad Bateman to the New York Jets. Yeah, and I don't mind that pick at all, but I think they're gonna protect Zach Wilson. I think that's the route they're gonna go. So at number three or 23, excuse me. I have the New York Jets selecting Tevin Jenkins, and that is just to protect their quarterback of the future and Zach Wilson, who I have them taking at number two in the draft. So Tevin Jenkins, offensive tackle out of Oklahoma State. I have the New York Jets selecting at pick number 23. Yeah, Andrew, at 24, 
if Ben Roethlisberger is going to come back, he sure as hell can't get hurt because they're paying him too much money to get hurt. They need another offensive lineman. Along with the fact that they can't run the ball, that's another story. But I think offensive line is more important. They can go find a garbage running back on the, off the street. He can run for some yards. That's about what James Conner did last year. So, But with that being said, I, I think offensive lines here, Tevin Jenkins, I think that was the guy you just had going. He's the best offensive lineman still left on the board. This isn't a very deep offensive line class like last year's was, but I still have Tevin Jenkins of Oklahoma State going to Pittsburgh at number 24. Yeah, and I have Pittsburgh taking a running back to fill in that loss of James Conner, even though he was nothing special last year. But they aren't very deep at running back, so I think they might have to take one. But I have them honestly trading back, but I know there's no trades in our mock draft. So I I have them at 24 taking Najee Harris. And I don't think Najee Harris should go this high. And if Pittsburgh is eyeing a running back in the first round, which I think they will be, I think the way to do that is to trade back because you could possibly trade back with Baltimore at 31, maybe Buffalo at 30. Who knows? Maybe even uh, the Packers at 29. And you could still get Najee Harris at any of those picks and possibly pick up another pick along the way while, while trying to do that. So I expect them to trade back and take a running back later in the draft. But since there is no trades, I do have him at 24 taking Najee Harris. I do think that's a little bit of a stretch for him. But like I said, I have him trading back and taking him later in the first round, possibly early second round. But yeah, Najee Harris, I have the Pittsburgh Steelers selecting at number 24. Yeah, Andrew, at 25, the Jacksonville Jaguars have this pick. It makes sense for them to go possibly receiver, possibly running back. Uh, not running back, not with James Robinson. Possibly offensive line. But I don't think there's a receiver or running back or receiver or offensive lineman that they really like here at 25. So I think they're going to go with the guy who has some character issues, has some not like being coach issues but is still arguably the best interior defensive lineman in this draft, and that's Christian Barmore. He's a freakish athlete, a freakish man to see on the defensive side of the ball, and if he can fix some of his unwanting, unwanted-to-be-coached abilities, that's not really an ability. That's more of a trait. It's more trait. That's, yeah, that's the word. Um, then he'll be a great player. So I think that Jacksonville's going to take a chance on him with the ability he has. I mean, we saw in the national championship game, he definitely has the potential to be one of the best defensive linemen in the NFL. Yeah, and I have Jacksonville also at 25 going on the defensive uh, side of the ball. But I have him going in the secondary. I have him going at safety. Trayvon Morig, I believe how to pronounce it, safety out of TCU. I, I apologize if I'm butchering his name. But I think they could definitely uh, boost their secondary play. It hasn't been great at all. And this guy could be a guy who will have a nice career in the NFL. I think he's one of the more underrated. So here, here's, here's actually a common theme I'm picking up on. I find myself saying more of these guys falling in the later part of the first round, which we are doing right now in our second uh, part of our mock draft. I find myself saying a lot that a lot of these guys are underrated. So at this point, I, I just hope you guys kind of infer that when I'm saying these picks, because some of these guys I have being maybe top 15 talents, but they're obviously getting picked towards the bottom of the first round. So 
I guess just kind of infer, unless I say differently, that these guys are underrated because for, for the reason I just said. But anyway, Trayvon Morig, I believe he could be a solid addition to their secondary, and they do have a needed secondary. So I have them taking uh, him out of TCU to help their secondary. Yeah, speaking of another team who needs secondary help, that's the Cleveland Browns right there. I haven't taken that exact guy you just had before. I'm not even going to try and say his name, the safety out of TCU. I've already butchered enough names in this podcast, so we're going to stick with uh, not making it the 27th butchered name in this podcast. We're going to just hold it back to 26. Uh, the, The Cleveland Browns, they need secondary help. With Denzel Ward, I mean, they, they have Gree Williams. They have uh, – crap, there's someone else. Um, Grant Delphit, but those guys have been hurt. So I, I think that you got to try and get a guy who you, you think can help your secondary, uh, you trust won't get hurt. And if you add that, that the, the Cleveland Browns are going to be one of the best teams in the league next year, but obviously, in my opinion – but if you add in that secondary, they can possibly be possibly be the best team in the league. Yeah, and I have them going on def or picking a guy on defense, but not in the secondary. And I have them uh, helping their linebacking core out a little bit. And Zayvon Collins, this guy's just a beast. And I know he is. Uh, I believe he is off the field issues, but I, I don't want to say that and he doesn't. So we're just gonna say. He might have off the field issues because I didn't do my full research on him, but I believe I heard something about that. Anyway, he's just a beast and Zayvon Collins talent is incredible. And I think he has a lot of potential, but like I said, I believe he is off the field issues. So that is something to look out for. I think that's the only reason why he'd be falling this far. I hope you guys can fact check that, but if you can't Zayvon Collins, like I said, just a beast. A lot of potential. He's out of Tulsa, not a not typically a known college that produced top level talent. But I'm telling you, Zayvon Collins is top level talent. And whoever he gets picked by, I mean, he's just a dog. He's just a dog. That's that's what it is. So Zayvon Collins, number 26, going to Cleveland. Yeah, Andrew, at number 27, the Baltimore Ravens. I mean, it's clear they need a wide receiver, like simply. They need a wide receiver. And I have the best one on the board. In my opinion, there's a lot of ways they can go here, but I think they need a true possession wide receiver, a tall guy. And the tallest, best receiver left on the board is Terrence Marshall. That's the route I think they end up going. You know, what's crazy is, although I agree with you that they have a need, a a real serious need for wide receiver, in their two picks in the first round at 27 and 31, I have them taking a grand total of zero wide receivers. But at number 27. That's why, and, that's, and that's why I'm considered the smart one. No, I, I'm, I'm, kidding, I, I'm kidding. I think we asked the viewers, they'll think I'm the smart one, but but it's it's fine. Yeah, okay. Okay, <laughs> okay. Whatever you want to think. You have, the, you have the worst receiving core in the league passing with two first-round picks on wide receivers. That's what you call smart. Okay, we'll see. I wouldn't consider it the worst receiving. Actually, yeah, they might be the worst receiving core in the league. But yeah, I I just don't think it's worth it when you could draft this guy. I'm about to say Liam Eikenberg, uh, offensive tackle out of Notre Dame to protect Lamar Jackson. 
you you just lost um well who was it Orlando Brown I believe it was in the trade who uh you just to get that second first round pick so might as well replace him with Liam Eikenberg the offensive tackle out of Notre Dame very solid guy who will be a very solid replacement and guess what although you gave up Orlando Brown who was a very uh very good offensive tackle for you you can replace him with Liam Eikenberg who I have him picking, and you can help yourself out with the pick you just acquired for Orlando Brown, number 31 from the Chiefs. We'll get into that pick in a little bit, but yes, with 27 out of the Baltimore Ravens picking Liam Eikenberg. Yeah, Andrew, at 28, New Orleans Saints, I think they could possibly go quarterback to trade up maybe. We're obviously not doing trades here, and I think linebacker is a huge need. They caught some linebackers. They don't have much depth there. And even then, they still need to, they probably need another good starter. And that's why I've been going with Zaven Collins, linebacker out of Tulsa. I think he's one of the better in t- or, yeah, inside linebackers left and just in general in this draft class. He was very good for, for a Tulsa team that not a lot of people watch this year. And if you watch his film, he's, he's maybe not the fastest guy. He's not like your most stereotypical, like, Inside linebacker, he's a little chunkier, but he makes the plays, and that's, at the end of the day, all that matters. Yeah, and I I, I agree with you on, on one thing, in that they definitely need help in the linebacking core, but I have him taking uh, a guy on the defensive end as well, but I'm not sure if he classifies as a linebacker. I think he's more of an edge rusher, right? Aziz Ajilari. He's yeah, he's an edge rusher, I believe. But I have him, I have them uh, taking him as possible depth. I know they're pretty set on edge rushers right now, but Cam Jordan's getting a little old. That's all I'm saying. Cam Jordan is getting a little old. Who knows when he's calling it quits? Azizia Ejulari would be a great replacement for him, and he's very versatile and would add great depth and great power to that pass rush. And with that talented of a player. At, available at 28 in my mock draft. I think the Saints have to capitalize on that and pick Aziz Ajilari out of Georgia. Yeah, Andrew, now and at 29, we have – hold on a second. I apologize. Technical difficulties are going on here. We'll, we'll get this fixed up. The Green Bay Packers had to own this pick, and I think – Receiver, 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 receiver. They don't want Aaron Rodgers to basically request a trade after this draft. They need to go receiver here, like, badly. And that's why I think that they're going to go with a guy that kind of pairs opposite of Devontae Adams, has kind of opposite play style. And that's Rondell Moore. I, I think another guy here could be Kadarius Tony. I think they're kind of the same play styles. I just think Rondell Moore happens to be the better of the two. So what you're saying is you think that they would prefer to go slot as a, for a slot receiver. Yeah. 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 So I, I have them going receiver as well, because this is a desperate need for them and that they didn't really address it in their last draft. Instead, they decided to take Jordan love an incredible backup for the MVP of the NFL. Uh, who knows? Maybe, maybe this year they'll take Kellamond. Oh yeah, they they might just do it. Who knows? But if they want Aaron Rodgers to stay happy and stay in Green Bay, they're going to take someone to help him out a little bit at receiver. 
and I believe that will be Rashad Bateman. Bateman was a very highly touted prospect uh, two years ago in his uh, 2019 season, but he, he stayed in, in Minnesota, and uh, his 2020 season was not too impressive. I get there was a lot going on in COVID, but he just did not have as great of a year, and that's the only reason why I have him going late first round instead of mid-first round. But Rashad Bateman, the talent is there. Although he did have a disappointing uh, previous season at Minnesota, like I said, he's still a very talented player, and I think they can identify that. And he will be playing most likely opposite of Devontae Adams on the complete other side of the field. They could be running parallel with each other, going deep routes, do whatever. Rashad Bateman can catch basically anything you throw up to him. I mean, he has great size, great strength. I think he'd be a great addition to this uh, Green Bay Packer receiving core. Yeah, Andrew, and at 30, Najee Harris is still on the board. Whether or not you think that's a need for the Buffalo Bills, he's too talented of a running back to fall out of the first round. And I think the Bills are a team that's going to try and jump on his talent. I mean, he, he has just so much so much ability that I, I truly don't think there's any way he falls out of the first round. And he, maybe he should go higher than this. But I think and ultimately he ends up in Buffalo one way or another. Yeah, and I'm addressing another slight issue that they had last season, and that was not having enough uh, pass rush and not having as strong as a pass rush. And this guy is kind of a wild card that I have him picking. And I, I don't believe he recorded a sack uh, in in his college career, if, if I remember correctly. I know there's a stat on him. It's either he didn't record a single sack last year or his entire career once again. I apologize. We haven't done the best of job doing this for you, but please fact check if you would like. But point is, he's been an effective pass rusher and a very strong and physically imposing one at Penn State, Jason Oway. But I, I don't think he's recorded a sack at Penn State or, or just this past season. Either way, the, sacks are, the sack numbers aren't there but he's still a very freakish athlete, very strong. And as an edge rusher, I think the Buffalo Bills could really value him here because they do not have the best pass rush, as I, as I just said. So I believe they take kind of a wild card in Jason away out of Penn State ju just to help improve their pass rush because he does have a lot of potential, although he didn't really show most of it at Penn State. Yeah, Andrew, moving on to our final two picks. At 31, I have the Baltimore Ravens replacing Orlando Brown Jr. At right tackle, I have them taking Alex Leatherwood tackle out of Alabama. Simple as that. They need a guy to replace Orlando Brown Jr. And I think that with them already going receiver, I think that's a, uh, a very big need also. So that's why I have the Baltimore Ravens taking Alex Leatherwood. Yeah, and since I already have the Baltimore Ravens replacing Orlando Brown Jr. with the 27th pick with Liam Meikenberg. I have them going to help improve their pass rush because their pass rush wasn't great uh, this past season. So how do you improve it? By drafting a guy who's very talented, who I think is getting picked a little lower than he should. And Gregory Ruzau, I believe, is how you pronounce it. Once again, sorry if I butchered his last name. I'm sure I've done that for a lot of these guys. But anyway, Gregory Ruzau is a very strong uh, 
defensive end and a guy who I think should have been picked higher in this mock draft, but it seems like NFL GMs don't think so, but I think the talent is definitely there with the Baltimore Ravens having a need for an edge rusher. Gregory Rizal is a guy who can definitely help him out there. So yes, Henry, this brings me back to the point. I do not shockingly, I do not have the Baltimore Ravens selecting a wide receiver with their two first round picks. And although they have a desperate need for one, they also have a desperate need for filling in Orlando Brown Jr.'s spot on the blind side for Lamar Jackson at left tackle. And I have them also filling in their need for a pass rush to to help boost that uh, defense and defensive line. Yeah, Andrew, with the last pick of the 2021 first round of the NFL draft, I have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Just going with a depth pick, they literally bring back every single starter. And if there's one position everyone needs depth at is defensive line. And I think they're going to go with by far the best defensive lineman back on the board, Gregory Ruzau. I think with his his ability, his freakish athleticism, I think that there, I mean, there's a lot of ways they can go when you bring back every single starter. I think that's the reason why they're going to go Gregory Ruzau because, I mean, the depth there is more important than really anywhere else. You know, I heard a shocking report about uh, Tampa Bay, and I heard they might be looking at a quarterback at number 32. They could be looking at a quarterback because, like you said, they're bringing back every starter. Why not get your guy that Tom Brady could mentor and possibly take over for him? after Tom Brady's done playing, who knows when that will be, but a guy that Tom Brady can mentor and possibly groom into being a good player. So I do not have him going the quarterback route, but don't be shocked if you see him pick a quarterback and don't be like, oh, they're going to replace Tom Brady. No, they're not going to replace Tom Brady. This is a guy to sit behind Tom Brady until Tom Brady decides it's time to retire. But I have him going offensive line and I have them taking a center because I remember they were having a little problems at center because they had to play the majority of their season with a guy who did not intend to play center for this team. And I believe their center uh, had to retire due to like uh, medical issues and injury issues that ended his career, I believe. So they, they had to play with a center that was not, going to be their center at the start of the year so why not draft a center and that's creed humphrey out of oklahoma i he's i think he's the best center in this draft by a good margin and if you're going to draft one you got to draft him and i think that's their biggest need like you said with returning all 22 starters you have to find somewhere to to kind of build depth and i think that's at center where uh they they didn't have the best of depth last season yeah, Andrew, with that being said, I think this should be a great time to wrap up tonight's second podcast. As always, we want to thank everyone for listening. We hope you did enjoy. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and download this podcast. And we'll see you guys next time on the Last Take Sports Podcast.